Hi, I'm Lawrence. And I'm Karen Tam, and we are the co-hosts of Inside the Champion's Mind. I'm super excited. Are we going shopping? No, not really. We're going to be in Melbourne, though. For shopping? No, we're not going to be shopping. We're going to be at the Wellness Summit, September 10th and 11th at the Melbourne Convention Center. That's pretty exciting. It is exciting because it's your first time going to be there. It is. And along with a whole bunch of other people, too. But even though, whether they're your first time or your second time or third time, you definitely want to come out because it's the last time we're going to do it in Melbourne. That's awesome. So you can still register. You can still register. Get in. There's also going to be myself, Damien, Brett, and along with Upper the Chat Girls, Marcus Pierce, Joe Witten, Kale Brock, Steph Loeb, the Mary Make Sister, and Tim Robards. So to register, can they save any money? Yes, they can. And I like saving money. Yes, so you can go shopping. Go shopping. There we go. (laughs) So to register and receive $100 off your ticket, go to thewellnesssummit.com and enter the code FIRSTSUMMIT16. That's FIRSTSUMMIT16. Go to thewellnesssummit.com. We'll see you there. Shopping. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill. And this week, I'm joined by Stacey Kirsch. She's a good friend of mine. She's a wellness coach. She's a naturopathy student. She's a mother of one. Um, and she runs Nourish Body Life Soul and is also the organizer of the Adelaide Paleo Meetup Group. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on. I was uh, I was looking at you all over social media the other day as you were presenting <laughs> with Kale Brock at one of his events in Adelaide and yep. telling your story. And I was thinking, you know what? This is such a remarkable story. Why haven't I actually gotten Stacey on yet? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought I better get organised and do this because you know it's always like I think it's probably because I've heard your story so much. You know, I know it so yeah. well that yeah. uh, that you forget that everyone else doesn't know it. So <laughs> um, I'd love for you to to come. I'm so glad you're on today and I'm looking forward to you sharing with everyone your journey because it's been quite a remarkable one. It's been one of massive amounts of change. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about your stories. Tell us where you started from, Stacey, and how you got to be where you are now. Um, so basically, my whole life, my health has just been absolute rubbish. From a really young age, I think mum said that I started getting tonsillitis quite chronically from when I was three years old. Um, and we lived opposite a farm, so I was constantly being exposed to farming chemicals and Mm. you know I had two parents working so we would have like tv dinners and you know all sorts of different things but uh after that basically I had so much time off school I remember not learning much and having the tv (laughs) put in my room because I was just off school constantly being sick and that was primary school um and then high school was the same I started getting chronic tonsillitis again um, I had my wisdom teeth out and my tonsils in year 12. I was the uh, top student that had the most days off in my senior year <laughs> competition. Um, and then, yeah, after that, I found out I was diagnosed with endometriosis. And to date, I've had 10 surgeries about across 12 years, I think. So 10 laparoscopies just for endometriosis. Um, after that, uh, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. And a few years after that, I finally had to just pack it in 
and quit my job with the federal government and it was really tough. It just completely ruined me because if I couldn't work, I wasn't, you know, Mm. a contributing member of society and it just challenged my whole being of who I thought I was and what I was supposed to do in life. Um, And it just sucked. But the pain by then was just so bad that I really did think that I was going to end up in a wheelchair. There was just nothing I could do. Specialists had given up. The doctors just said, there's nothing we can do. I took all the medication and everything possible that they told me to do. And it just was getting worse and worse and worse. Um, Yeah, so you can imagine I was just so depressed, so depressed. And because I couldn't move, because I was in so much pain all the time, um, I began to put on weight fairly quickly. And that was when I was about uh, 26, 27. So it's not sort of something that you want in your 20s, your (laughs) life to just almost come to a complete stop that you just couldn't do what you needed to do. So then uh, a few years ago, moved to Adelaide, about four years ago now. (laughs) And yeah, shortly after that big move and a big change, I found out that I wouldn't be able to have children at all without IVF because of all the past medical history and all the endometriosis and all these other issues that he told me about that he just reckons I wouldn't be able to. So I'm like, okay, I'll do IVF. Um, So I did one full round and that was just terrible. And it didn't work. And then I had one more little egg left already fertilized and ready on ice. And he had to sit on ice for six months until I worked up enough courage to do it again. Um, I also, that was when I started to change my diet um, quite a bit and did lose 10 kilos. And I think that's what really helped. So when I did the frozen cycle, um, yeah, it worked. And that's why I now have Victor, my little nearly (laughs) three-year-old. Cutest little boy in the world. He's adorable. Um, But, you know, just when I was doing IVF, even though I'd lost that 10 kilos, I was still classed as overweight, you know. I think I weighed about 80 kilos and I'm not Mm -hmm. very tall. (laughs) I'm like 168 centimetres tall. So, um, yeah, it it was significant for me and I didn't feel good. Didn't feel good at all. Uh, So... Yeah, fast forward to the end of the pregnancy, I'd put on 46 kilos. I was so swollen, um, so inflamed and just huge, just huge. There were so many things that happened throughout the pregnancy that I just, I I couldn't walk very much because I was just so, in so much pain. Mm. Um, And about six weeks after, um, I couldn't breastfeed anymore because my pain was so, so severe that the doctor put me on... uh, tramadol to help which is an opioid like um, pain Mm. reliever Um, and that it really did help it meant that I could get up and look after my son because I just couldn't but that was also when I'd realized that look I've really really had enough of this I need to start doing I need to start doing something different this is it I've had enough so that's when I started to do my paleo um, ish but more low carb high fat Mm. And I started losing weight, you know, immediately, just immediately. Um, so I did that for a year and I think I lost about 30 kilos, Far out. which was just awesome. And that was, you know, on and off. And it was changing um, my family's diet over really, really slow. So I was met with a lot of resistance <laughs> um, <laughs> in, you know, eating healthy or changing what we were doing. Um, so I just had to do things really slowly. You know, we went from organic 
say, white flour or whatever in things that I had to make for other people to then maybe gluten-free and, you know, eventually we just cut it out altogether. Um, But it was about after that year was when I saw online there were some two-for-one tickets to see um, Paleo on a Budget at Burnside Community (laughs) Centre (laughs) and there was going to be Irina Macri there from, uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, Eat Drink Paleo and Jen from Rumble's Paleo. Um, which was awesome. So I went along to that because I'd already been researching it. But after that night, I was like, yeah, no, that's that's the clincher. I definitely do need to go more paleo um, than what I was doing. And then also that was when I met you, Brett. Yes. So, that was um, one of our events. That was that was a good one, that one. Those two girls did put on a great show. Oh, that was awesome. It was so good. Um, but also seeing you talk about chiropractic, which I've had, you know, Previously, I did lots and lots of things to help myself, Um, but your take on it and then when I came to see you, your your style of chiropractic was more, um, I don't know, suitable for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that really helped. That having Cairo regularly, like I was bringing Victor as well, we were going three times a week for like three months or something. Mm. We were you know, quite intense, but it built up my resilience to be able to do more. Um, it helped reduce my pain levels even more so I could do more, so I could take that next step further on from where I was. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we went more paleo. I was more strict. I changed Victor's diet. Victor's story is amazing with his health. Um, you know, he went from being chronically ill, having yeah. tonsillitis, uh, um, sorry, ear infections and sometimes tonsillitis every tooth he got, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, just by changing our diets and having that Cairo for the next year, I lost another, um, what, 16 kilos. So in total. It's amazing. Since, yeah, since giving birth now, which is nearly three years ago, I've lost 64 kilos. Far out. So I now weigh sixty two. So I weigh less than what I was. <laughs> That's a whole ama- person. It's amazing. And like you look at those pictures, Stacey. I, I'm blown away when I see you share pictures because I'm just like, oh, who is that person? That's not Stacey. That's incredible. Yeah, but that's exactly how I felt, you know. Um, I've had people say, well, you know, your your weight isn't everything and that's not who defines you. But for me, it did. It did. Mm. I knew that that wasn't me. I didn't feel good. I felt encumbered by everything, Um, you know. It just wasn't me. I'd spent most of my life, you know, going down the Gold Coast and, you know, lying on the beach while the boys surfed and everything. (laughs) And that was that was more what I identified with and maybe too because that's when I was at my healthiest that that's what I felt I should be yeah um to make me to make me feel happy and healthy again but yeah so that's what I held on to and that's what I've aimed for yeah so let's talk a bit about some of that because that's it's an amazing journey Stacey and I'd love to really sort of chunk it down and talk about the different stages of it I guess and the, the first stage of it I guess was probably one of I guess frustration you know you you were not well, you know, you were in a lot of pain, you were struggling, mm. you'd gained weight, all of those things, and the solutions you were being offered 
whilst, as you said, you know, the pain relief, you know, there's a time and a place for it and it can mm. help to, you know, relieve some pain so you can play with your child and those sort of things. But yeah. it wasn't a solution. It, it wasn't no. a resolution of your problem. It was no. it was masking the symptoms to enable you to do a little bit more. Um, but it must have been immensely frustrating, you know, going to see experts and specialists and medical people and, and not getting answers to why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Every time I went um, to a specialist thinking, oh, you know, maybe, maybe they will know what to do, I would come out of there just bawling my eyes out, you know, mm. not knowing what to do or what I should even do, you know, before, not to get too down, but before my son was born, you know, I thought, well, there is actually no point to living if I have to live in so much mm. pain all the time because why, why, why would I? Why yep. would I? I can't even move. That's not a life. Well, you know, to me, that wasn't a life that I wanted. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really frustrating. And, you know, every now and then you got a little spark of hope and it just got squashed, you know, <laughs> beyond anything you would yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it was really frustrating. And even in my first appointment with you, Brett, you know, you know, the first consultation, I was bawling my eyes out saying, <laughs> I've just got no hope whatsoever. I don't think anything will help, but I'm here anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how often we hear that in practice. You know, unfortunately, as chiropractors, people often leave us till last. You know, they kind of yeah. try everything else and they're like, well, nothing else worked. I guess I'll give this chiropractic thing a try. Yeah. And and so often people like yourself, I just think, you know, I wish we were higher up the list. You know, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't until we tried everything else and given up hope that they came and saw us. But it, unfortunately, it does happen a lot. And, yeah. uh, and fortunately... We see lots of good stories like yours as well. So, um, you know, one of the one of my pet peeves and one of my frustrations with many of these chronic health issues and particularly complex chronic health issues like yours is that one of the things that happens, I think, too much nowadays is that they'll get to this. People will get to the stage where the experts don't know what's going on. They haven't been able to find the solution to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes maybe because they're not looking in the right areas or asking the right questions or doing the right tests. And as a result of them not being able to find out what the cause of the problem is, their answer, instead of being, I'm not sure what's going on, is, I can't find anything in my test, therefore there mustn't be anything going on, and it's just in your head. Yeah. Um, did you I come across that? Yeah, yeah, a lot, a yeah. lot. So it took about four years of going to various doctors and everything for someone to even put a name to it to finally have enough courage and say well look Mm. this is something new but this is what we think it is we still don't know anything about it it's all experimental but yeah lots and lots of times it was sent to lots of psychologists sometimes told just to drink more water um yeah just fobbed off and basically yeah all the time and how did that feel without wanting to like make you cry but how, (laughs) how did that feel for you um it sometimes well eventually maybe it was you know I did start to feel I did start to believe them I'm like well okay Mm. but then going to the psychologist and everything didn't help either that just made me feel worse Mm. um yeah it just made you feel that no one was listening to you that no one was really interested in what you were saying 
And and the reason I ask that question is that I know there are so many people out there and so many people listening to this episode um, and so many people listening to this episode who have friends who are in this exact same position and, and yeah. who – and I just feel for those people, you know, it must just be the most challenging place in the world to be told that, you know – there's nothing wrong with you. It's just you. It's just in your head, you know. Sort it out when you know mm. in in your heart, you know. There's something else going on, yeah. and and unfortunately, just not being given the right information to to find what's going on. So, what would be your advice for those people, Stacey? Because there are lots of people in that position, and and they're you know they are they're like you. They're not sure what to do. They're not sure whether they can go on. They're not sure what to do about it. Um, what's your advice to those people? Um. My advice would be to listen to yourself. You know what's going on in your body. You know that something's not right. Um, so therefore, try to do what you can to, what you can do and what you can control to try and help yourself. Yeah, I think because you're the only person you've got to rely on, really. Yeah, and it's tough. It's really, really tough, and takes a lot of courage to you know to do that. Um, when everyone else is telling you something else, but yeah, you're the only one that you've got. So yeah, you just got to keep going. Make the don't changes. You? Yeah, make the changes yourself, regardless of what anyone else is saying. Yeah, and keep searching. You know, keep yeah. trying because you know, just because one person says it's not possible, and just because one person doesn't know the answer, doesn't mean that there's not another person around the corner who's got a solution for you. Yeah, and yeah. it can be frustrating, right? Going through so many different options. Yeah, um, it really but, is, and it costs a lot of money. Like yeah. I, you know, spent every cent that I had trying to get better. Um, you know, whilst trying to defend myself to friends, family, work colleagues, you know, my employer, mm. that something is wrong. I'm not just trying to get time off. I'm not just not wanting to wash the dishes or do yeah. washing or something. It is actually something seriously that's going wrong. That's not right. So. Yeah. So let's talk about your your start to this journey. Then you said you started off more as a sort of a low carb, high fat diet. You know, what what did yeah. that look like for you? Um. So it was just lots of lots of greens, um, a bit of a protein powder, like a you know fermented raw protein powder. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, lots of greens. It was basically just meat and three veg. Yeah. <laughs> whether it be as a salad or for dinner. Um, or a shake here and there, um, or smoothie, yeah, um, eggs, pretty yeah. much what I eat now, but um, yeah, it was just the incorporation of that of that extra protein drink as well. Yeah. And then it was, you know, monitoring it with the ketone sticks as well, the keto sticks. Yeah. And to make sure that I was in ketosis and everything that was okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So what you're doing now, perhaps a slightly lower carb version of what you're doing now, or was it, is it similar to what you're doing now in terms of those ratios? Yeah, it's probably similar. I just don't think about it. Yeah, that's great. So it's just become <laughs> it's just become your life now. You yeah. don't have to. And that's the wonderful thing, isn't it? I, mean, I was just talking to someone in my practice yesterday who is, you know, just starting on this journey and they're looking at doing, you know, the GAPS protocol, and they were talking about just the challenges with that. That you mm. know, when you're first starting out. Everything is different. You know, everything is new. You, the way you shop is different. The way you cook is different. The way you prepare is different. The recipes you have to find are different. You know, it's just all, 
you know new, and, and that's hard um, yeah. because because you're having to constantly think about it. <laughs> you're having to constantly, um, you know, it's all conscious, you know, conscious yeah. competence. Yeah. Um, but but the further you get along that journey, it does get easier, doesn't it? It just becomes the way you do things, um, yeah, much exactly. the same as what you did before was just the way you did things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, it it makes a difference now that I know that if I want to have something else, because I'm not monitoring whether I'm going to be in ketosis or a certain program that mm. I'm doing, um, I also don't feel the guilt if I were to have, say, rice, you know, some basmati rice yeah. or quinoa or something, or, you know, maybe I'm at a birthday and I do have some of their birthday cake, you know. Yeah. Um, there's no guilt associated with that anymore, and that's huge. Yeah, I think that's, that's huge for anyone, but especially for women, to not feel guilty when they've eaten something that they think is not good. Um, so, what yeah. was the what was the switch there for you, Stacey? What do you think? What do you think made the difference in terms of you being able to do that and not feel that? I noticed that even when I did, it didn't make any difference to my results. Um, whatsoever and I think that was the big the big clincher there was that why am I punishing myself when it hasn't made any difference to me losing weight I'm still losing weight and yeah every now and then I can have a piece of this you know beautiful organic chocolate cake or whatever I made for my husband um, and it hasn't it hasn't done anything Mm. but the difference was I think that the quality of the food that I was making was all homemade from really good you know quality ingredients um, made from scratch, um, as opposed to other stuff. Yeah, that's full of chemicals. And I think because we made such, you know, a drastic switch, that that's why it didn't affect me um, as much. And then eventually, the guilt, the guilt just stopped. Yeah, isn't that great? And and it's a bit of a catch twenty two as well, isn't it? That when you don't feel guilty about it then you don't elicit that same stress response in your body. <laughs> and so you probably don't get affected by it as much. And it kind of goes around <laughs> and around, right? So yeah. that, that's, a great, that's a great message, I think, Stacey. It's a really important message for people to, to hear and to understand. So look, at some stage along the journey, then you started your website, Nourish Body Life Soul, um, and yeah. obviously you know, present on Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of stuff as well. What was your, yeah. what was your inspiration to want to start sharing your message? Um. I think so other people could see that um, it doesn't have to be such a huge deal or a huge change changing your diet. Um, it can be mm. done gradually, like exactly the way that I've done it. You know, it's now three years later and I'm still, you know, tweaking things along the way. Um, and also being a naturopath student, it was good for me to be able to share um, with other people things that I was learning on a daily basis at uni um, as well. But there was just when I did eventually share my story um, on my blog and you know across social media, um, a lot of people reached out to me, and I had no idea that you know my own little bubble that I of a world that I've <laughs> created for myself that there were so many people that were feeling um, the same thing because I wasn't one of those people that went to you know support groups or things like that. I just sort of. Um, went very introvert <laughs> yeah kept everything close um yeah so to be able to share that with other people and have such a big response um 
was really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's an amazing story. I mean, I know I even having you know sort of known you so closely and seeing you through much of that journey, I was still moved by that story and, and surprised by that story. You know, like just to see, you know, because in many ways, you know, you've made some of that change before I met you, um, yeah. but also because. You know, when you see someone on a regular basis and they change so gradually, you know, yeah. it, it sneaks up on you. You know, you kind of you yeah. don't you don't realize how much they've changed. Sometimes you don't notice how much. And so when you look back on sort of the whole story, you just Those go, photos. "Wow, that's amazing!" <laughs> like, and you know, it is very much that thing of you know, people talk about how you know you can overestimate how much you can do in a day and underestimate how much you can do in a year. Yeah, uh, and it's very much like that. That when you change gradually over time, you know, you don't really necessarily notice how much you're changing but when you look at the big picture you mm. just go wow you know well done Stacey I mean it's it's phenomenal you've done an amazing job and as I said I think you sharing that story there are so many people who relate to that story and you know you being a young mum with a little boy you know there are so many people who relate to that who you know those struggles of dealing with parenting as well you know and the added responsibility and, and perhaps stress that comes with that and mm. you know managing all those different you know running your own business and studying at the same time and you know managing all of that there there are so many people who can just so much relate to that and understand that that can be really hard yeah um, but also that by doing that you can make it easier on yourself as well yeah yeah definitely um i can't believe what i've been able to accomplish in say the last 18 months um yeah, um, I probably I've probably been able to accomplish more in the last eighteen months than what I have in like the last ten years. Yeah, I feel that I'm actually like getting somewhere and doing what it is that I wanted to do and was trying to do, but couldn't because I had this just what felt like a useless body yeah. that yeah. kept holding me back um, from doing everything that I knew that I could do, but my body just wouldn't physically let me do. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think that's a great perspective for those people who are out there who are really new on their journey and they're just starting on their journey and they're thinking, hey, this is hard. You know, so I guess what would you say to those people who are thinking, you know, making changes is hard, um, looking back now with, with the benefit of hindsight? <laughs> um, you know what, if you have to... If you have to take a break for like a day or whatever it may be, do it. If you have to have a cry about it, just do it. Let it out. Um, (laughs) But most of all, make them gradually. The whole point is making the changes so they can be sustainable for the rest of your life. Mm. So it's not like we're just going to pick up a book and say, right, we're going to do this from today. That's it. Everything's (laughs) going to be like this. You, you won't you won't be able to because if you're already feeling tired and and rubbish, trying to keep up with making all the changes all at once straight away is is challenging. It's going to make you even more tired um, because I know because I've been there and done that many many a times. Um, but yeah, so yeah, if you're feeling that way, just keep going slug it slug away at a little bit at a time yeah and yeah you'll get there i know it seems like a long time i'm really really impatient and <laughs> still still manage to get there nice well done and unless of course that book is how to eat an elephant stacy which was all oh, about yeah. one step at a time exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's why i buy that for some yeah some of my clients i buy them that book in particular nice. 
and yeah, give that to friends and family because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um, so Stacey, you are now doing wellness coaching and you're working closely with a good friend of ours, Kale Brock, um, doing his gut healing protocol. As I said, you spoke at his event in Adelaide the other night and by all accounts did an amazing job. I, I didn't get to be there, but I heard very glowing reports and, and people loved your story. So well done. Um, was, tell us, tell us yeah. about that. How did you get involved with Kale and, and what are you doing with him with the wellness coaching? Um, so, Kale, I met at your clinic. We were laying side by side <laughs> having a treatment and then I recognized his voice um, from listening to, you know, all the various podcasts and Kale's being one of them from the wellness couch. Um, yeah, and then I, you know, reached out to Kale and found out what he was about and realized that, no, that's definitely that's definitely the next step. That's That sounds exactly like me. That's what I need to do. Um, yeah, so Kale... Um, taught me his protocol and um yeah helped me out personally and then yeah once I started feeling a lot better is when I decided that I could you know help people with his protocol so um yeah that's what I've been doing for the most part of this year is taking on clients and helping them through um Kale's gut healing protocol beautiful and I can remember that moment Stacey I can remember you being a little bit a little bit giggly and a little bit of a fan figure, realizing that Kale was lying next to you it was quite hilarious I know <laughs> it was funny so tell us a little bit about Kale's protocol and what sort of stuff you've been doing with people and what sort of changes you've been seeing with people yeah so basically with the protocol um I'm there I mean Kale's protocol is really really easy and simple to follow he's got it all in a book um you know, so if you're quite sufficient, you can do it all on your own. There's no problem there. So I help those people that need that little helping hand, that need it to be broken down um, and to be made a little bit slower for them to start mm. or to get off to, and then also help them along the way. So if a little thing pop up or if they've got questions or, you know, maybe they've got a chronic illness, so we start with their gut healing and then we move on to their other other things or conditions afterwards nice um yeah so that's what i help out with um and yeah mainly we see that people just start to feel better um i've, I've had a wide range of different clients from all different types of conditions some with not really any conditions but just knowing that they're not feeling great um yeah yeah. And... Well, I, I know lots of people who've done it, and the most common thing by far that I've heard is people saying, I just got rid of that kind of bloat. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be just what everyone says first. Yeah. 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 That was definitely, for me, it was, yeah, definitely the bloat, but then also like the feeling of feeling inflamed all the time or like swollen and puffy. Mm. Um, yeah, I was quite puffy around my face. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't have that anymore. And obviously that was from like inflammation and wheat and things like that. But yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, well done, Stacey. Thank you for coming on board today. Um, people want to find out more about you. As I said, they can go to your website, which is nourishbodylifesoul.com. Um, they can check out on Facebook, Nourish Body Life Soul, and Instagram, Nourish Body Life Soul. Um, they can also check out if they're in Adelaide and want to join the Adelaide Paleo Group. Um, we didn't even get to talk about that, but, but you are the, uh, I don't know, should we call it? You're the organizer, I guess, yep. of the yep. Adelaide Paleo Group um, and doing a wonderful job um, <laughs> taking over from, you know, from what was started originally by Steph and Yana from the Paleo Show. 
and then taken over by Beck from the Paleo Cafe, and, yeah. and, and now handing over the reins to you, Stacey, and, and taking it to a whole other level, which is pretty exciting. So, you know, if people want that kind of support and networking and somewhere they can ask questions and find out what's going on in Adelaide and all those sort of things, then yeah. they should definitely check out Adelaide Paleo on Facebook, on the Facebook group. And, and obviously, you know, we share all our events there when we do get people like Arena Macri and, and people, you know, Jimmy Moore we've got coming up and all those sort of things. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great place for people to head. So thanks for coming on board, Stacey. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Um, for everyone else, don't forget, we are only one week away from the Wellness Summit. Um, so this time next week, I'm going to be in Melbourne with everyone, uh, Damien, Marcus, Lawrence, the Up For A Chat girls, Tim Robards, um, the Merrymaker sisters. It's going to be an amazing, it literally is two days that will change your life. If you want to find out more about it, go to thewellnesssummit.com. If you want to get $100 off of a ticket, you use the code PALEOSUMMIT16. Um, and don't forget to head to the Wellness Couch Facebook page and vote for That Paleo Show in the Wellness Couch Podcast Awards. So until next week, join the conversation on Facebook, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com, and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.